All right. Um, how's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to do the Pokemon intro or what are, what are we doing? You think you could like hum the intro music for me? <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right music. That's uh, one of them, I think. Dun, da da dun 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 dun. Can we use that stuff? Are we gonna get sued? <laughs> sure. Um, I don't care. What are we gonna we're use from, we're from gorilla professors. Ah, this is a uh, pirate Pokemon radio. <laughs> pirate Mons. Hello there. Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Brayden, and my name is Will. And this is a podcast we're tentatively calling Beyond the Ball. This world is inhabited by creatures called Pokemon. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for fights. Myself and Will, we study them as a profession. Professional Pokemon students. Yes, some, this is professional in some capacity, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but this is, a, this is a new podcast we're doing about Pokemon. Because, uh, I don't know about you, but I like, I like Pokemon a whole heck of a lot. I like Pokemon, and uh, I'm very interested in um, holding it to a high standard of scrutiny, as <laughs> I do with anything that I like. Hyperanalyze it <laughs> to death. As professors, we're going to thoroughly analyze and kind of, I don't know, rectify or kind of force force this world to make sense as mm-hmm. much as we can. Exactly. Um, because there's a lot of a they, continuity that makes sense. Yes, yes. Um, Will's... We're, we're we're standing on we're standing on the shoulders of giants here. <laughs> I think we're learning we're learning from the entries of the previous games, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to try to get them to mesh into a narrative of a world that makes sense. Hopefully, yeah, that's and the no, plan. If nothing else, we'll read a bunch of Pokédex entries that are weird and funny. And but, they are weird. And pretty funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, every episode we're going to talk about basically a different Pokemon that we kind of randomly generate. Uh, we'll probably talk about their evolutions in subsequent episodes as well. Uh, but today, for our very first episode, we're going to be talking about the one and only Mantis Pokemon, Scyther. Number 123, the bug flying type, coming in at 123.5 pounds and just under 5 feet. Uh, so, just just for starters, this being our first entry, a couple things mm-hmm. worth commenting upon. Yes. One, not ranges for height and weight, exact numbers, which, no. whatever, you know, that could, that could be an average. Every can... Scyther is 4'11". <laughs> is 123 and one half pounds exactly which is you know it's like a large child right yeah almost five foot 125 pounds yeah so like pretty big yeah um mantis Um, pokemon 
Yeah, so for those of you uh, unfamiliar with Scyther, uh, it's kind of like a a humanoid mantis with kind of a reptile face. He's uh, He's got green and these scythe uh, blade-like arms and wings, some clawed feet. Uh, yeah, no actual hands to speak of, just swords for arms, basically. Yeah, um, they've got some claws down there on their feet. I guess they can maybe use to grab stuff, but... Uh, um, we can uh, maybe, depending on how we end up publishing this podcast, try to put like images of the Pokemon in the show notes. Or, you know, you could also just Google Scyther. You'll yeah, get a picture. You know. uh, there's, there's, we're going to be pulling, by the way, we should give credit to, um, what was the website that you Pokemon pulled the PokedexDB.net, I believe. The good folks over at PokemonDatabase.net. Yes, they've got have compiled good... all of these Pokédex entries for us. Yes, and they have less ads than uh, Bulbapedia, so. And I'm sure they'll have ample images for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, but you know, for our, you know, uh, busy, busy listeners on the go, don't have time to Google images of a Pokemon. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird bug man, with swords for arms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a fairly that's a fairly good description. So let's 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 jump in here. Uh, I'm just going to start reading uh, Pokédex entries, okay? Yes, and these are um, generally in appearance or in order of appearance in the games. Okay, and so since this is a Generation One Pokémon, there's going to be a lot of these. So so interrupt me if you if you feel the need. All mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So first first entry we've got here is from Leaf Green. It says, with ninja-like agility and speed, it can create the illusion that there is more than one of itself. Now uh, that's going to be probably double team as the move. Sure. Um, I will also just mention quickly that this is. Not going to be the last time we will see Ninja referred to in these entries. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're hitting that pretty hard. Yes. Um, it. Okay, so just pausing for a moment. <laughs> it, it just, just like a programming note. Do we want to just like do an entry, discuss, or should I just like power through these? What do we think? Let's 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 power through and see what happens. Okay. I mean, well. Because there's definitely some stuff in here that I'm going to need to drill down on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's take some of these apart as we go through them. Okay, um, that's incredibly fast. That Just is incredibly fast. That's I mean, I, impossibly fast. That's uh, faster than the speed of light, right? Yeah. Uh, well. I don't know if you can move fast enough to create an illusion that there's more than one of you. I guess it would just be like, it was over there, and now it's over there. There must be two, not like, I see two of them at once. Sure. I don't think you can go that fast. Yeah, Um, I mean, not unless you're, like, in the universe of Dragon Ball and making afterimages and stuff, but... Apparently, and, you know, we probably don't want to get too too deep down into okay, like, okay. physics well, questions in the world of Pokemon because again, yeah, I mean, they're shooting that's going to fall apart. Out of this yeah, stuff. that's going to fall apart. But regardless, okay. um, very very, very fast. fast, very fast. Mon um, Fire Red says it tears and shreds prey with its wickedly sharp sides. It's very it very rarely spreads its wings to fly. It also um, learns. Very little flying moves. I think in the original games it learns wing attack, and that's about it. Yeah, it seems like maybe the wings are kind of uh, vestigial. Yeah. What I'm more interested in, 
which is just like right off the bat, I think this is going to be a point of contention yes. and repeated discussion mm-hmm. throughout this podcast, is the use of the word prey. <laughs> it tears and shreds prey with its wickedly sharp sides. Uh, what's it eating, man? Is it other Pokemon? Because that's a question. Is it people? Is it out there? Will is it, it people? Dude? Yeah, right. Like, this game uh, will go out of its way often to, and especially the anime, to, to not talk about food or, or, or eating Pokemon or anything like that. Because, but they slip you know, up sometimes. But they do slip up. Everyone's got to eat, right? And they're pretty explicitly <laughs> saying that Scyther eats meat here. Yeah, Scyther uh, is a carnivorous bug that will tear and shred its prey. Um, with its with its sword arms. Presumably to get them into more bite-sized pieces. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you got a couple questions there, which is, are they eating Pokemon? Probably. And that's a whole can of worms. Are they eating people? A whole can of Weedles. Because. <laughs> Maybe Caterpie, I don't know. That was probably less poisonous. Eh, worms, you know. The thing is. Wormple. It's it's four foot eleven, one hundred and twenty five pounds. It's got sword arms and it can it can move fast. Like it could take down anyone it wanted to. Basically. Yeah, no, it, if it wanted to eat a person. It could. I've seen them cut logs in half, so I'm sure it could cut me in half. Let's 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 move on here. Okay. Yellow yellow version says leaps out of tall grass and slices prey with its sides. The movement looks like that of a ninja. Okay. Okay, so I don't know how many people really have a frame of reference for what a ninja's movements look like, but... Yeah, I guess just, it's fast. Yeah, and like <laughs> an know. assassin, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Gold says, it slashes through grass with its sharp sides, moving too fast for the human eye to track. Or yeah, so like you're fast done. that you see two of them. Right, you're, you're busted, that's it. <laughs> you can't even see where it is, it's gonna cut you in half. Um... Yes. Crystal says, it's very proud of its speed. It moves so fast that its opponent does not even know what knocked it down. Wow. Okay, so this is our first entry uh, describing its emotional state. Uh-huh. Um, Pride. And, and obviously, uh, Pokemon do feel emotions. Like, they're not like just digital constructs that people are fighting each other with. They're... They, they feel, they bleed, um, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's... Okay, so we're, 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 we're seeing a world where, you know, like, are there any animals? If, maybe. If not, maybe. But, but, but Pokemon can, can, can feel stuff and have complex emotions. Like, proud. Animals aren't usually prideful, right? I mean, yeah. like, that implies, like, fairly complex cognition you know (laughs) well yeah i guess pokemon have partaken of the the fruit in the garden of eden (laughs) i mean yeah i guess that's one way to look at it in the show they have some pretty complex communication skills like pretty much i mean mewtwo speaks uh meowth to people yeah um Meowth translates what other Pokemon are saying often to the other yeah. characters in the anime, at least. Uh, and, and I'm sure if Scyther could speak, he would be very boastful about his speed. Yeah. Um, Presumably it's... that is, yeah, what he's communicating to other Pokemon. 
I mean, if he does, not, if he doesn't just ninja kill them, immediately yeah, maybe not, and maybe not to bodies. the ones that it knocks down, but yeah. All okay. right. Uh, Sapphire Scyther is blindingly fast. Its blazing speed enhances the effectiveness of the twin sides on its forearms. This Pokemon's sides are so effective that they can slice through thick logs in one wicked stroke. That's the second use of the term wicked, I see, which I like. <laughs> yeah, I think I think wicked kind of naturally goes with Scythe. Our first <laughs> like, blazingly, which, uh, but... Blindingly fast, blazing speed. Um, I appreciate the use of the metric of slicing thick logs in one wicked stroke because I, it reminds me of the like cold steel knife videos, like watch me oh, slice this leather pant leg full of meat. You know, <laughs> like, it reminds it reminds me of uh, Pokemon Stadium Two, the mini game where they it like the kind of ninja cut the rope game where you play as Scythers and Pincer to mm-hmm. cut a log at a certain mark as it falls down. Mm-hmm. And Ruby and Sapphire came out after that game, so I can only hope that they're referencing it. Oh, sure. I bet they are. Probably. They, they can slice through thick logs. Like, we all remember that time when they did that <laughs> that crazy stadium game. We have footage um, of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, most, most Pokemon can, I guess. If you teach them cut, like, they'll cut through trees. I mean, yeah. Thick logs? Are those thick logs? I don't know. I don't know. That's like a it's like a sapling, you know. And may, maybe not always one wicked stroke, but right, yeah. Uh, we don't we don't see them hacking away at it. Yeah, you know, some bell sprout like chopping at it with a leaf or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So the through thick logs, I'm I'm a big fan. I like the idea that Pokemon scientists like Oak are just capturing <laughs> scythers and like putting them in a room with a big log to be like, let's see what it does. Got to do something with all those Pokemon in the in the PC. <laughs> all right, Emerald. Its blindingly fast speed adds to the sharpness of its twin forearm sides. The size can slice slice through logs in one wicked stroke. Yeah, so okay, repeating Reader. some there. Yeah. Um, Pearl says, it is nearly impossible to parry its attacking sides. Its movements are like a ninja's. So, there was the the time when Professor Oak donned his suit of armor and uh, took a sword to dual scyther and tried to parry its attacking sides and simply couldn't. Now... Uh, You'll, I'm I'm going to show my lack of knowledge right here. I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, is that a, um, is that an episode of the anime that I'm not aware of? Um, it is not, um, as far as I know. But um, from what I've from what I have watched, uh, I could totally see something like that happening. Um, and also, where did he get the information that it's nearly impossible to parry its attacking sides? Yeah, the, the it implies that. It seems like they must have hired like a master swordsman because somebody somebody parried those scythes. But it right, was and to say impossible. it's yeah, not impossible to say, you know, subjectively or objectively, it's nearly impossible. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could just go by the data of like I've watched a lot of Pokemon fighting to the death, and sure. Cipher always <laughs> wins. Like, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, and again, movements like a like a ninja's, and you know. Mm. Ninja beats Samurai, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Platinum says, The sharp size on its forearms become increasingly sharp by cutting through hard objects. Okay, kind of like shark teeth? Is that a thing? Mm, I think shark teeth just fall out and regrow. 
Mm, yeah, that'd be uh, weird for Scyther to do, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of different animals that, you know, have to wear down teeth by chewing on things. Mm-hmm. So normally, I would expect it to have the opposite effect. Uh, yeah. This is interesting. We don't know what Scyther's made of, literally. Um, yeah. But... I, I, it must be some kind of, like, bone. Um, or but chitin. they're Yeah, they're like... They shine and like they even look like like metal steel they blades. They do look like metal, yeah. Um, and I guess uh, to Scyther, everything is a whetstone. <laughs> Your bones will sharpen my arm sides <laughs> as I slice through you. I mean, it uh, says through hard objects. That's yeah, hard objects. Yeah. I mean, we know they can cut through thick logs in one wicked stroke. So uh, yeah, I mean, we'll they're do. not going to get sharpened by like you know slicing through butter or you know bread (laughs) but just about anything else hard i guess maybe a heart an old loaf of bread so you could sort of assume that scyther only becomes more dangerous with time as its arm blades get sharper and sharper and sharper that makes sense yeah i can i can see some old poisoned scythers with uh with like an eye patch and a beard kind of just like (laughs) sharper blades than all the rest though Mm -hmm. they can slice through even thicker logs yeah uh, Soul Silver says, "When it moves, it leaves only a blur. If it hides in grass, its protective coloration makes it invisible." Which seems like overkill, honestly. <laughs> the protective coloration—it it can already, already moves. Move yeah, so fast, fast you can't track its movements. I guess if it wants to sit still and, yeah. and wait for you, but it's just like I would think that it can pretty much already kill whoever it wants to. Yeah, which is wild. Like, I can't imagine... I mean, I suppose maybe it can't sustain those movements. It doesn't say that it moves blindingly fast over long distances. You know, maybe it's like, you know, snap yeah. and it gets you. It can't, like... It's not a not a, not a a distance runner. Yeah, I'm just... I'm thinking about, like, the Pokemon food chain. Like, mm-hmm. you see videos and stuff about, like, cheetahs and stuff in the wild. And, like, mm-hmm. you know they move blindingly fast and are lethal predators and stuff, but they have to work pretty hard to get a meal pretty often. Right. Like um, everything else is also pretty fast. No, but I think, I think that holds up not to spoil too much of our future episodes, but <laughs> there are some Pokemon with some pretty wild capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not all of them. It's true that, you know, like if this thing is eating, you know, Ratatas. I don't see any reason why it couldn't just completely obliterate the entire population. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, it's it's strange um, to know to 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 live in a world uh, in a Pokemon world is to live in a world where a five foot tall like bug could just slice you in half at any given moment before you even knew what was happening yeah um it's... yeah say nothing say no okay yeah that's a good point say nothing of the powers of other pokemon because mm-hmm. there are some super powered pokemon absolutely but just people as far as we can tell from the show from the games etc people just people in this in this world mm-hmm. That's that's terrifying. That's a terrifying beast. Yeah. I will say so. Yeah. Okay. There are there are other superpowered 
Pokemon. It seems like, you know, my example of a Rattata, it could just, like, eat those by the hundreds. But when you're running through the game and you're going through the tall grass, what do you run into over and over and over? It's like Rattatas and Pidgeys. So mm -hmm. it's possible that they're just breeding at a rate that they're yeah. able to survive the attrition of the much rarer Scythers and, you know, other, other super-powered Mons. Sure. I mean, breeding at a rate fast enough to keep the tall grass populated, but not so fast enough that uh, Professor Oak could ever figure out how they were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, we might have to give some credit to Professor Oak just being an idiot because, <laughs> like, there's no like he's astonished in the second game to discover that Pokemon, in fact, are breeding. Yeah, not only like you know laying eggs and stuff, but like, oh, they reproduce. It's like right, yeah, dude. Where do you think they came from? Does he think the moon? they're Right, yeah, like, they know, people know that Pokemon die. We know that Pokemon die. Lavender Town mm -hmm. exists, there's Pokemon graveyards and ghosts and shit. Like, Pokemon definitely die. Mm -hmm. Professor Oak, maybe just kind of an eccentric academic <laughs> didn't understand that Pokemon needed to reproduce. In any case, what was my point? My point was, I think there are, there are tears of Pokemon. You've got your super-powered ones, and maybe they can be deadly to each other, but then you've also got your Pidgeys and your Caterpies mm -hmm. and your Rattatas. They're just have to be breeding at a much higher rate <laughs> in yeah. order to survive. <laughs> it must be. Uh... They're like cicadas. <laughs> Cicadas? Anyway. Um... So Let's see, was, where are we at? Uh, we're black on and white. Black and white. The sharp scythes on its forearms become increasingly... No, we just read that. Nope, that's just a repeat. Uh, Pokemon X. It tears and shreds prey with its wickedly sharp sides. Mm -hmm. It very readily spreads its wings to fly. Um, okay, that's another reprint. Pokemon yeah. Sun says, It confuses its prey with its quick ninja-like movements. Then, in an instant, it cleaves them with its sides. There we go. <laughs> that's um, some That's okay. some evocative language. Because, you know, earlier we said... Um... You know, it moves so fast that its opponent does not even know what knocked it down. Like, Scyther's mm -hmm. running around knocking Pokemon down. Like, <laughs> Just, no, it's cleaving yeah. their asses. It's Let's... cleaving them with its sides. First, first you see some weird stuff and like, oh, are there a bunch of Scythers? No, it's one. And then it cleaves you. <laughs> yeah, no, first you... You think you see another Pokemon that's moving so fast there's two of but then you just realize it's been cleaved in half. <laughs> there's not two of them. It's been cloven in twain. Ugh. Yuck. Um, <laughs> uh, Pokemon Moon says, while young, they live together deep in the mountains, training themselves in how to fight with their scythes and move at high speeds. Now, this one is very interesting. This is fascinating. <laughs> this is pretty buck wild because <laughs> while young, they live together deep in the mountains. Is there one Scyther community? It's, in the deep in the mountains where they're training together? There's multiple games. There's Scythers found relatively across the globe in different areas. Um, but I guess maybe when they're young, they have a... I don't know. Maybe it's just mountains. Or maybe they just kind right. of find a, a place. Isolated areas. Yeah, to train and study in the way of the ninja. Which is like... Okay. All right. They're they're proud of their speed. 
<laughs> and before they're allowed to go out in the wild, they have to train to be effective. Yes. So it's like they must go back to their mountain homes <laughs> to breed. See, and most, then po- most Pokemon train don't realize children. that they can just get a whole lot stronger just by training. Uh, <laughs> right. That is, it's like they're, they've, they've figured it out. Uh, right. I mean, that's the logic of the game is the more you fight other Pokemon, the stronger you get. You know? right. So if you just hang out deep in the mountains, slicing very hard objects, your sword arms are going to get very, very sharp. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, these are just people. Yeah. At this point. Right. I mean, They've got. They have. They have a community where they live together and 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 train to fight. Uh, and and they're prideful. They're they're excited about their training. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's they, let's. They are people. Let's, yeah. Let's finish off these entries. We've got two more. Ultra Sun says its two sharp scythes are more than just weapons. It uses them with dexterity to dress its prey before eating. What does okay. that mean? I to dress like <laughs> like clean, like like gut, because that's how I read that. I guess they're yeah, they're that's... not putting clothes on them. I'm pretty sure that it, that's a that's a possible definition. I mean, I don't know how swords would help, like you know, put like salad dressing on something, but I think it is. They are dexterously eviscerating their prey <laughs> and, and removing the organs, now, cleaning. I... Cleaning their prey like that, I really, you know? I really do like to think that it's uh, dressing its prey up in, like, clothes and little dresses and stuff, because that is just adorable and... Kind of sadistic in its own way, you sure. know? It's like a cat playing with a mouse. They're like, yeah. oh, look at you, so cute. And then they're like, I'm so confused by what you're doing. And then they cleave them in, in <laughs> half. Um, and then dress them. Like yeah, I guess. You know, Scyther, what do you get out of this, Scyther? Why are why are you like this? <laughs> it's why do why do we dress our prey before eating it? Um, I mean, I don't dress up my food. It depends on the definition that you're using. I mean, why do we... if you're talking about putting them in clothes, then I don't know what's <laughs> getting out of it. You don't you don't do that with your with your chicken nuggets. No, no I mean, nuggets. like we you got a fish before eating it, and you know you like pluck a chicken and sure. all that. Um, I'm down with that. That makes sense. I'm sure. I'm sure Scyther does the same. I mean, apparently it does. Mm-hmm. Ultra Moon says, "Some call it a ninja." Yes, that's been so. We move beyond ninja-like ninja. Yeah. Adjacent Some just adjectives. say it's a ninja. Yes. Its movements, imperceptibly quick, are sufficient to cleave the air in two. It's very popular in Alola. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna? <laughs> Just bury the lead like that. Like, they can cleave the air in two. Also very popular in Alola. Like, what? Who cares? Is there, is there air cleaving popular in Alola? Also, what does that mean? Yeah. Can Are they you... splitting atoms? Or, like... I guess, I mean... Uh, like, I can I can picture it, like, in an anime. Like, you know, swinging a sword so fast that, like, whooshes of wind visibly... Mm. shoot out either side of it but, sure uh, i think that's the vibe they're going for here yes but to to put it in a uh literal perspective is impossible <laughs> 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 like what like and that's not something that, like that speed will accomplish like i don't know 
right? It doesn't even say the sharpness of its blades. It says its movements imperceptibly quick are sufficient to cleave the air in two. So it's like Scyther has, uh, is moving fast enough that it's not uh, dealing with, with air resistance. I mean, I guess that might be what happens when uh, when a sonic boom goes off. Have you ever mm. seen a picture of like the the shape of the the, the trail that a, that a plane leaves behind when it makes a sonic boom? There's like a strange cloud yeah. that it makes. And my understanding is that it has something to do with air resistance. I well, don't actually really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it might be that it's just breaking the sound barrier with its yeah. speed. Um, unfortunately, I'm only getting pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog when I search Sonic Boom, so... I don't Here, here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... To sum it up, um, I mean, some... Well, okay. This list, this last entry is just kind of a lot. Um, some people just call it a ninja. Like... Right. Yeah. That's... It's it's a it's, scyther. It's, it's a it's Pokemon. Clearly, yeah, right, yeah. And, Which, it's, and it's been... Cl- it's been established previously that they're like calling it ninja-like agility and speed, but some people are just like, "It's a ninja." Yeah, apparently. But you know, what do we? What do you know about ninjas? You know that what what disqualifies Scyther from being a ninja? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. They're training in the mountains to. Yeah, it's about as ninja as it gets. I I imagine. Um, maybe they were like. In the Pokemon timeline of history, they were what inspired Ninja. Um, mm. Who knows? Like, I don't know if Pokemon have been along, around longer than humans, or who's imitating it's, who. It's Im- I would say it's implied that Pokemon have been allowed around longer because of the um, the fossil Pokemon. Yes, um, uh, I think they talk about being like millions of years old or whatever sure um, and they and they go into like there's some like feudal time stuff and xy with uh like medieval wars and that um there's some other game i think like that goes into like this some kind of creation myths and theories and stuff but that those those were the generations where i kind of skimmed over hey i mean we'll cross that bridge when it comes when we come to it yeah uh, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure there'll be some entries that yeah. uh, start to get into that. That'll be that'll be fun. Um, let's um let's summarize sort of the key points of 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 what we've learned here. They're I think... yeah they're they're green they're mean they're blindingly fast. The they... green mean cleaving machines. Yes, uh, they they mutilate their prey that they eat. Um, oh, they still dress it afterwards. Um, mm often acting like ninja which uh some people even mistake them for apparently uh <laughs> it doesn't fly even though it has wings oh it very rarely spreads its wings to fly so maybe yeah it they seem to be capable of flight but rarely do it because yeah who, i guess they who, don't need to yeah when you can move so fast you can cleave the air into like yeah right what, what even Why is bother? flight um and they yeah, they form communities. Uh, they're they're proud. Uh, right. Yeah. So we've got complex emotions. We've got communities, mm-hmm. and we've got superhuman speed. Yeah. Well, obviously, obviously superhuman, but super, just just astounding speed. Also, um, the uh, uh, 
the blades that get sharper when they cut hard things, I think yes. is an interesting takeaway. Yeah, um, that was that was uh, hit upon a few times in the entries. Uh, you have to wonder, a lot of the technology in our world is at least inspired from the natural world. Uh, you wonder yes. what kind of like sick-ass self-sharpening blades they've developed in the Pokemon world, inspired by the... You know, you think mm -hmm. that they might be able to accomplish some really astounding things just yeah. with those natural, uh, natural components. I yeah, and I like. I think Scyther is a very clear kind of result of the original design of the Pokemon being just from like you know collecting bugs as a kid, uh, mm -hmm. and that kind of being an inspiration for Pokemon. And uh, Scyther very much feels this like you know. What if a praying mantis was an anime? And it would be <laughs> right. What if there was a praying mantis that was five foot tall, but also this is a game for children, so I'm not going to give it a terrifying, terrifying praying mantis head. Yes, and it's not going to eat its mates' heads after they reproduce. Presumably not. I mean, we don't know what's going on in those mountain communities. <laughs> we, we, we Beyond we training. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's got to be at least some amount of culture there, so... Also, I would say that the lack of a scary, scary mantis head doesn't make it any less terrifying a Pokemon. It'll yeah. still chop you up and eat you. Yep. And you might not even see it happen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's Scyther. Um, Scyther's one of my favorites uh, because it falls into the category of Pokemon with swords for hands, which I'm just <laughs> a big fan of. Not, not alone in that category, interestingly yes, surprisingly, enough. <laughs> surprisingly not the only one. Um, Again, not to spoil too much about the future of our podcast, eventually we'll breach the category of Pokemon that are just swords. Yeah. Not swords um, for hands. That's just a sword. Yep. <laughs> That's two swords. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, swords I think are great, and I love them as a theme. In Pokemon, <laughs> um, even though they're sights, technically it's whatever. You know, who doesn't want swords for hands? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess they're they're curved to make them a scythe, but it, it, it's it's a sword. It's got sure. swords for hands. Yeah, I don't know. What do you? Uh, what do we? What do we rate Scyther? <laughs> Are we rating them? I don't know. I. I uh... On a scale, I, I don't. I, there's a number of things I could write it on. Um, um, design, I think A plus. Like, love it. Like, super cool. Like, something I would design if, like, as a kid, if I yeah, were for making sure. Pokemon. Just, just a cool looking mon with swords for arms. Mm hmm. That's great. Um, I was gonna say, are, are like. <laughs> rating on like scales that i think are going to evolve as we keep doing this uh how much is it just a human mm. um mm. Yes, <laughs> how much good... how much is it like you know terrifying that yeah. sort of thing i would like, say on danger the... danger scale and and human scale are both interesting to me i would say probably like a seven seven or eight out of ten on the on the human scale um mm. pretty high up there but there's ones there, that go further. There are certainly some higher ones. Um, uh, uh, deadliness, probably a 10. Like, 
if we're talking about deadliness to humans um sure okay yeah now i i um I'm inclined to agree with you because I just read all the same stuff that you did and <laughs> it's pretty clear. I wonder I wonder if you know in future we're going to be like boy that's an 11 because like <laughs> there's there's some stuff there's some stuff. We'll I, we'll see. I bet I bet some legendary ones might go off off the scale but off into the sort of like world destroying levels of power. Yeah. This is this is probably a comfortable a comfortable 10 though. Yeah, I I would say so. Um, but gosh, yeah. So I, I guess danger yeah. 10 out of 10 humanity, seven <laughs> out of 10 agreed. Yes. Um, what would you do if you saw a scyther? I mean, I guess you wouldn't see it. You, you wouldn't know? see it. Right. If I see the scyther, would... then I know that it doesn't probably care about me. Yes. I'm probably fine. It seems like my best bet might be to throw a pokeball at it because apparently that works. <laughs> yeah, although maybe try throwing some rocks at it first. Mm. Is it a safari zone Pokemon? It is. Okay, uh, that's a terrifying safari. Um, yeah, like which that, yeah, any that Pokemon also... to catch in a safari like, oh, I've got no Pokemon with me, just some yeah. rocks and bait. All right, Scyther, like here, here come throw the... some throw some rocks at this ninja Pokemon. Yeah. 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 So yeah. people are catching these and using them uh, as pets and to fight each other. And that is another interesting can of worms that we're going to have to explore further. Just like the fact that these things are this super powered and mm-hmm. yet people are are catching them and they do what the yeah. people say they do it's what they like, say mm-hmm. it's almost like no pokemon is a true 10 on the human scale but every like they would all be like 9.9 at the closest like there's just like something separating us still that makes them loyal to us mm-hmm. um, and Certainly, you know, the game gets into, you know, like forming friendships and, you know, they want to fight and improve themselves. Uh, right. And also, all that if stuff. you if you don't have sufficient gym badges, if you're not a high enough level, essentially, then they won't do what uh, you say. Right. So mm-hmm. we know that it's possible for them to disobey you. Um, and to know what badges you have and what they mean. Sure, sure. That one's a little weird. <laughs> I have to wonder about that one. Uh, sure. Hmm. That's an interesting point. <laughs> Maybe it just kind of emanates a, a mystical aura about you. Or uh, maybe it's less to do with the badge and more to do with like sort of the strength uh, of the things that it's seen you beat. You know, sure. yeah. I guess. In any case, I'm I'm I think it's so if we if we start from the assumption that the character in the games is a naturally gifted Pokemon trainer, like everyone seems to think they are, and <laughs> every the way they react to the main character, it's always like you're such a great Pokemon trainer, you have such an amazing bond with your Pokemon, um, and we also know that it's possible for Pokemon to disobey. So I'm wondering if it isn't possible that there are people out there who are lackluster Pokemon trainers who. <laughs> somehow get a hold of a scyther or something and just get cloven and twain like yeah. because they told him to do something and it's just like i don't respect you 
I'm going to go, I'm going to kill you and go back to my mountain home to like have a child. Like I got my own stuff going <laughs> yeah. on. Because um, the, the extent of the disloyalty in the games is that they will loaf around or do a different move than you tell them to. Right. Um, Ignore you. Yeah. So like, you know, still fighting for you. Uh, but. Right, and that's why I brought up the fact that the character in the games is maybe an extremely talented Pokemon trainer, because maybe if they were less naturally gifted, they would be getting worse outcomes from their Pokemon not obeying them. Yes, um, and I guess uh, how worse is uh, up for debate. Uh, right, it depends if... on how, how, <laughs> how grim this world is, which yes. already from our first episode appears to be pretty grim. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we paint it up real nice and put it on a cartridge for the kids, but <laughs> you get down in the mud of the Pokemon world. You get out there in the tall grass. You get out there deep in the mountains. <laughs> Don't go to that Scyther community. Somebody You're not allowed it. there. Someone did, and they were able to determine that, you know, they're training in there, but like, whew, I wonder, at what yeah. cost? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Oak seems like he pretty much stays in Pallet Town. He's not out there hunting down. Well, no, he 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 did all that already. His his earlier in his years. Um, That's true. He did. He caught the starter Pokemon somehow. And apparently he lost. He had a ton of Pokemon, but he lost them all, except for a few. Now, what are we basing that on? I believe in the game he says something along the lines of, "I used to have These a ton are of like Pokemon. My last three Pokemon. These are my last three. Um, I want you to have one." He's probably been giving them away to children and sending yeah. them out in the world. He's 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 crowdsourcing his Pokemon encyclopedia to a bunch of like kids with big dreams. <laughs> you know? Like I'll give yeah. you a Pokemon if you go out there and like do all this uh do all the heavy lifting for the creation of my encyclopedia. But okay, it's gotta so... be some kind of pyramid scheme. <laughs> right. And then he, he, he brings in Gary and is just like, this is your rival since birth. And you're like, I thought that was just your grandson. And he's like, no, you're rivals. And just pits you against each other. <laughs> yes, tell <laughs> so your sister you'll... not to give him a map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you go out there and like, oh, I got to do better than Gary. And he just rakes in the profits off of his sweet, sweet Pokédex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a monster. Mm. Um, but we'll get more into that in future episodes. Um on Professor Oak's uh, infamy. Yeah, I was going to say, we we started out, before we started recording, saying this isn't going to be a podcast where we psychoanalyze Professor Oak, but we got back there anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's uh, wrap up. Um, Scyther, very deadly, human-like, um, very scary. Um, yeah. Cool design. Uh, Cool, cool Pokemon Gen One. Um, who knows where we'll go in the future episodes? Probably just at random. Um, we will certainly be talking about uh, Scyther's evolution next episode. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot Scyther had an evolution. You did. Um, and we'll get we'll, we'll we'll go. I've already got thoughts about it swirling in my head, but we will <laughs> we will get into that uh, later. Um, so. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions about Scyther, <laughs> read the Pokédex. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, get at us uh, and we'll answer them. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Sure. 
feel free to contact us people who are definitely listening to this yeah but uh but join us next time when we talk about uh caesar but yeah thanks for listening i'm brayden i'm will and this is tentatively beyond the ball go beyond the ball (laughs) beyond the ball bye-bye bye